Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Just watched the Warriors lose a really close game. That game was super entertaining, but they lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Ah, I really wanted that one. That one was, you know, we'd blown them out two nights ago, and obviously they were embarrassed. They were going to come back with a vengeance and play a little harder. But yeah, this one was within our grasp. At least the ABC primetime Saturday weekend game audience got to see that Prime Steph is still Prime Steph. I think a lot of the league underestimates how good he still is. So for him to drop these shots, and I mean, you just see how hard he works out there, man. That guy must be an amazing shape. The dude was 19 for 31, 11 for 19 from three. I mean, I thought he was going to break Clay's record. Eight for eight from the free throw line. I mean, he had, what, 57 points? I swear, if this was like a James Harden 57, James Harden gets like 20 free throws. I mean, the way Steph scores is just bloody amazing. (laughs) Steph's little uh, shoulder jig celebration thing. I don't know where that dance came from. I don't know if that's something that you learned from one of his kids or from a TikTok video or something. But uh, if he want to get sassy, then if that's the way his joy and his excitement manifest themselves in his body, then all good. Celebrate how you see fit. By the way, in terms of free throws, I, I just randomly looked and Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, he shot 14 of 14 from the free throw line. And that dude averages 10 free throws a game. And Steph averages 5.4. So like nearly double the number of free throws that Steph does. How is that possible? Steph gets so beat up out there. I mean, obviously, I know it's all the Trey Young, like getting in front of defenders and then stopping right in front of them and then having them run into his backside. I mean, I don't particularly like that play. And I hope that the competition committee or refs stop calling it so much but if he's gonna get to the line that many times i mean come on steph should be shooting way more free throws at this point in his career anyway but like i said in the mavericks you had a team that was embarrassed and wanted to basically clap back at the warriors who were still a shorthanded short team that was coming back to earth a little bit i mean andrew wiggins He was solid as usual on defense, but he also had a bounce back game on offense. Uh, But you balance that out with Kelly Oubre, who definitely came back to earth. Honestly, I was like, you know, I have a feeling Oubre is not going to play as well or at least shoot as well. And I was like, he's going to be four of 17. That was my guess. But I was wrong. He ended up five of 16. (laughs) I was close, but still... Obviously, they're down James Wiseman, Kavon Looney, Eric Paschal, and those guys would have made a difference in this kind of game, but um, it was not to be. Luka Doncic had a pretty solid game, 12 for 23, 7 for 12 from 3, 11 for 14 from the free throw line. I mean, that kid's good. I can't believe he's 21, and I can only imagine how good he'll be once like he gets in really good shape. He seems kind of doughy, but he's just running off of like skill. He's just constantly finding out how good he is. But those lean in three pointers where like you pump fake and then the defender goes up and then you lean into them and then get a foul call and three free throws. 
I hate that play, man. I know Steph gets those calls, but it doesn't matter. I just really, really hate that play because it it's not basketball, man. It's like, it's trash. <laughs> it takes away from the competitiveness of the game. And plus, it's so confusing because when the Warriors played the Pistons last, I know Blake Griffin tried to do that and he got called for the offensive foul. Beginning of this game, Luka did that to Wiggins and he got three free throws and it was just as blatant. I know it's a judgment call, but like, these are so obvious. I don't know if it's because the refs are on the court. They see it differently. It's at a different angle. You know, we have like the higher up TV angle, but it really, really kills me <laughs> that those fouls get called all the time. I mean, it's a bailout. It's cheap, man. And like, it's the same thing as like Harden's travel step back three that everybody has accepted and basically copies now. I mean, Steph does that pretty well. He's mastered that. So anyway. That's my two cents. That's my rant on that. That no call on the out of bounds ball was a killer. I don't know what the ref was looking at. It was clear to me that the ball hit the baseline and it was clear to Draymond and the Warriors coaching staff that it it hit the baseline. It was out of bounds. The Mavericks got the loose ball, hit the three-pointer. Sucks because basically the players don't decide the game. I mean, it's impressive that the Warriors stormed back and made it so close. It's, It's a bummer. It happens. Refs are humans and very fallible people. It's just really kind of lame that it happened on something that looked pretty obvious. It wasn't like the ref's view was blocked by anyone. It was just right there in front of his face. So yeah, that's a tough one to swallow. I saw some people complaining about end of game decisions and fouling and stuff like that, but should they have fouled before the Mavericks final three-point shot? If the shot doesn't go in, Warriors get the rebound with maybe like five and a half seconds left. I'll take that on a fast break, you know? Steph, hot as hell, just charging down the court. You take that. But the Mavericks hit that shot. Warriors down by four. So it's a quote unquote bad decision. I don't think it is. I think you make that call in your gut and you live with it. If they don't make that, everybody's happy. So it's not necessarily a bad call not to to foul at that point, in my opinion. Anyway, it was a great game. I'll say that much. Probably did really great for ABC's ratings. For some perspective, I think everyone would have been happy with a 500 road trip considering the small ball circumstances and the shortened bench. So they're on track for that. But it would have been nice to get ahead of that action. So goes the 2021 season. Anyway. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to tell your Warrior fan friends to listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.